Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. So, I want you guys all to do um, some investigation checks on this door. All right. Detective sure. Travancore does the thing. Nope. You know what? Liz will use her inspiration. And Jonathan gets a 22. Uh, nine. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jonathan, you got a 22. What did everybody else get? Carlton, how do you investigate? Seven. Seven. All I right. counted on two hands. Uh, Liz, how do you investigate? Liz got a nine. She's still very concerned about the idea that uh, Jonathan sets the bear on fire. Yeah, that's that's the bear is just nodding. The bear's like, mm, fire bear. And Travancore, what did you get? Distracted by this tender moment, uh, Travancore rolled a nine. All right, so basically what's happened is you guys have been sort of paying attention to the door, but really you're having this bear conversation. And in the meanwhile, Jonathan, you've actually kind of like scooted past. You're like, excuse excuse me, Shadow. And you you get up and you're like looking at this door because you thought I'm just going to open the door with my mage hand. That way nothing springs on me. Um, and what you see is it's a little more complicated than you quite thought. This is a large metal door and the locking mechanism is weird there doesn't seem to be a place for a lock and a key um so maybe you get the sense that maybe knock would not have worked here so like i said there are four long iron bolts going from the wall holding this door closed so it cannot swing open towards you all there is space for a fifth iron bolt but it has actually been pulled back. And as your gaze goes from the door and fo- follows the iron bolts, um, you suddenly realize the sirens are blaring again and they have come to get bucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Shadow, what, what, why do the police keep, why are the popo after you? I don't understand. So, so this is the, uh, this, a similar door that was in the basement? This oh, is yeah. the basement door. Oh. We oh. we did a 360 and we back the way we came. I missed the chance to ask Bucks and Celestial. What did you do back home? What did you do back home? Well, okay. I know. You yeah. guys told me it's not. Okay, okay, so does so that make a little more sense? Back. Yeah. All right. So. so let me give you more because I got interrupted by the sirens and by your owl getting arrested. Um, so each of these long bolts attaches to an individual set of gears hooked onto the wall. Each set of gears is connected to its own little platform. The gears all sit perfectly level to one another. And you get the sense if the platforms were all down, that all the bolts would be back and all the platforms would be level. Because the one bolt that has been pulled completely back, its platform has a big, nice wine bottle sitting on it. Now, there are a total of five platforms, including the one that is down. The first platform, so is basically, you know, the gears are pretty much halfway up the door. Mm -hmm. So the first platform is a fourth of the way from the gears to the top of the door. The second platform goes half, is sitting halfway from the gears to the top of the door. The third platform is three fourths of the way up. And then you go back down, you realize the fourth is actually level with the gears as well, but its bolt hasn't moved. And it's the bolt's still blocking the door and the platform is empty. And then next to it, next to it with the fifth bolt and the fifth platform, all nice and level, there is a big 
full bottle of wine sitting on top of the platform. All right. Let's go ahead and take a, hey, hand me one of those bottles of wine. So Jonathan Madrimosco is going to take a bottle of wine and put it on the second platform. Where's the bottle of wine coming from? Rack, table, or other rack? I'll grab one from the table since it's probably right there. Yeah, so. the, yeah it's right table. there. So that's fine. All right. You reach over and you see that there are actually four bottles of wine on the table. You grab a bottle of wine and which one, which platform would you like to plop it on? The second. The second platform. The platform that goes half the way up? Mm-hmm. Nothing happened. As Jonathan takes off the bottle of wine and goes to put it somewhere else, Liz goes, hey, hold on just a moment. Can I examine the bottle of wine? And there's four bottles of wine on the yeah, table. There's four. There's, there were four bottles of wine in a nice little row. Which bottle of wine did you pick? I would have just grabbed the closest on the end, something okay. easiest. So um, I guess the one on the far left, let's say, on the end. Roll me a little, little, little perception check on this wine or an investigation check. Pers- an investigation? Yeah. All right. All right, girl. (laughs) That's, yeah, investigation. That would be a a soft 20. A soft 20 is, so this bottle of wine, you look, you look at the bottle. It hasn't been opened. It's still got its little stuff on top. Uh, It's cork still firmly in there. Um, And it says Olympus Valley Vineyards. And you actually see that aside from just the label, it says Olympus Valley Vineyards. um, There is a old timey picture kind of think think the red and black wear that has uh somebody who looks like they're uh, have just won an athletic competition and they have a laurel wreath around their head they look strong and proud and stylized and uh, happy jonathan try this on the the top one this seems to be the winner okay yeah, we, uh, we tried that that bottle on the top platform. Nothing happened. Uh, how much okay, wine? Okay, that was all I've got. How much wine is in each bottle? Are they all filled the same? All but you take a quick look. All the bottles of wine are completely se- sealed. Do all the bottles of wine on the table have the same label? No. Okay, what do the other three on the tables? What what do they look like? Um, let's see, Lauren, you're gonna. You want to roll with that good investigation check for all these? I'm going to let you do yeah. it. Uh, Laura, you, yeah. you're kind of like, something's up here. Um, so you go back, you set that bottle of wine down in its position, and you go down and you look at the first bottle, and you see a nice black label on it, and in pretty, it's got that matte black on black, kind of like that shiny on matte, kind of like alter mod look, and you're like, ugh, not this shit. And it says, Vlad and Sons. And you see underneath in cursive a slogan. It says, a positive red wine. And then you kind of go, okay. You pick up the second bottle. Um, this bottle says Timekeeper on it. And you see that on this one, there's actually another logo. And it has a pocket watch on it. And because you rolled really, really, really well, <laughs> you look at the pocket watch and you notice that there our hands on the pocket watch pointing to midnight. And instead of normal little hands on a watch, those hands are actually skeleton hands. That kind of creeps you out. And then you put that down and you look at the final third bottle that was next to the Olympus Valley Vineyards bottle. And you pick it up and uh, on it, it just says uh, the empty crown. And the label, it also has a picture. Uh, and there is a monarch butterfly. Are any are there any symbols on the door next to the platforms or next to the bars? Uh, no, they're just platforms that go a fourth of the way, half the way, 
three-fourths of the way, an empty one down, and then a full bottle sitting on a platform all the way down. So we have Dracula bottle, we have Laurel bottle, we have skeletons at the at midnight bottle, and then we have butterfly bottle. Mm-hmm. So how midnight. would you rank those? Like, well, I thought because the laurel wreath was a winner person, that's why I put it on top. Well, but obviously that's the not the hands on the top. There are also glasses on the table and a wine opener. So, and is the bottle okay? So the bo- there's a bottle that's on the that's yeah. on the thing, and it's empty, right? It is complete. I double checked my notes. It is completely full. It is not empty. All right. So let's do this. Uh, Jonathan Magimuscular is going to open the laurel bottle. Okay. Whoop. Uh, he's going to pour. He's going to do enough pours to get it to where it's a, uh, let's see. And there, there are five platforms. He is going to pour out about a quarter of the wine into the glasses and he's going to pour one for himself. He's going to pour one for Lo- uh, for Liz. Like, Cheers, Liz. Clink. All right. So um, you pour the wine and you notice as you're pouring it, you're either a really good pour or both of these glasses perfectly have a fourth of a bottle of wine into them. And are you going to drink? What does this wine smell like? Yes, we, we, we grab this glass by the stem and give it a... Um, this is, uh, this wine is a white wine. Um, it has, it smells like it's probably not a dry white. It smells like it is fruity, sweet white wine. Smells good. T- okay. Tell my st- I'm not going to drink any, but I'm just, I got nervous for a second. Tell my story. Glug. All right, you drink it? <laughs> yeah. Whole thing. And you notice, as you put it down, there's not a drop left in this glass. Huh. You feel good. He drank the Laurel Wreath. He drank the Olympus Valley you Vineyards drank one. Olympus Valley Vineyards. And man, if you don't feel really, really good. Feel pretty powerful right now. <laughs> you have just drank a potion of heroism. For one hour after drinking it, you gain 10 temporary hit points that last for an hour. Nice. All right. You're feeling jazzed. You're like, guys. Yeah. 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 yeah, I bro out a little bit more than usual. And uh, and with this newfound inspiration, he's going to take this bottle that has three-fourths of wine in it, and he's going to stick it on the platform above the uh, full wine bottle. The full? So wait, so platform? Four. Platform four, the one that's flat? Yeah. So you get the feeling as you put it on what there that this is there is a little, like, indent in the platform, and you feel like this bottle was made to be in this platform. But nothing happens. It's just still sitting nice and nice and All right. Hold on a sec. Lauren, are you gonna drink your are you gonna drink your fourth of the bottle? Because this bottle's half empty now. I'm looking at the glass and I just hand it over to Carlton without a word. And I drink it without a word. Carlton, you feel fucking jazzed. You feel like for the next hour you have ten temporary additional hit points. Oof. I like wine. Wine is good. Wine is great. I go for one of the other bottles on the table. Oh? Well, wait, does anything happen with the, like, the door? Well, nothing, yeah, no, because the bottle's already half empty and sitting on the door. Well, no, I, I, I wanted to pour out, like, a, like, a, like, a quarter of the bottle total. Oh, no, you can't do that. You poured out half the bottle. You poured oh. out a quarter of the bottle into one glass and a quarter of the bottle into the other glass. Okay, Perfect so, quarter of the bottle, perfect half gone. Okay, does this fit on... The 
middle uh, platform? The one that's three-fourths of the way up? Which one, which one of the platforms is halfway up? Platform two is halfway up. And you put it on there, and it sits there. But you get the feeling like you like put it on there, and you're like, mm, well, I mean, it could sit there. I mean, it's not we got going the to, right place. It's not going to We just don't out, have the right amount. But it's not like it doesn't feel like it's in the right Okay. Place. Is there another Olympus Vineyards? There is not. This is the only Olympus Vineyards, and it is half full. All right. Uh, let's do this again. So I pour out two more glasses. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh. Like, as he's pouring, Liz will go like, well, just just one. Just one. Just one at a time. Okay. All right. He Who's going to drink glass. that one? I'll drink you it. Pour out one glass. All right, Travancore, you down it. And once again, you kind of notice that uh, you down it. And you've had wine before, but there's always, you know, wine always leaves a little bit behind. These glasses are pristinely empty after you down it. And you feel really fucking good. Like, you might have 10 additional hit points for the next hour. All right. Uh, now I put it back on the platform. Which platform? The the one it it goes on. The one it goes on. Nothing happened. Uh, I think I screwed up. I think I poured too much out. All right. Uh, I grab the skeleton bottle and I try to see which one it fits to. Uh, platforms one or two. Uh, so you put it on platform two, and again, it like the the one with the the. So what is it? You get a uh, time timekeeper. Uh, timekeeper. Timekeeper. Yeah, time pocket you watch. pick up. The timekeeper bottle and you look at it and you're like this is weird um who wants to put skeleton hands on their wine creepy people who like halloween and you put it on the second platform and it sits there and it's not going to fall off but it doesn't really like fit and does it fit on the first one better no it doesn't really fit on the first one good either all right i kind of do that i grab my hand axe and i do that waiter thing where i kind of like slice it open the top of it Okay. So now, now that the bottle is open you do you do a saber slice with your hand axe yes Roll a dexterity check, because you're not a sommelier or a waiter. I don't so, recall that from your backstory. Does Pass Without Trace work where the bonus gets with um with any dexterity check or just stealth specifically? Yeah, what does it say? Is it just stealth? Yeah. Oh, uh, never mind then. Uh, 14. So you are dexterous enough to miss and not damage the bottle, and you're like, and Liz reaches down and- hands you the the wine opener and goes Ugh. actually liz liz hands him the wine opener in the same moment that she's grabbing the bottle and just out of curiosity she's gonna put it so we tried the top one we tried, tried the next one you down tried halfway up for this bottle specifically you tried a fourth of the way up for this bottle you didn't try three-fourths of the way up no would you like to try three-fourths of the way up i will just out of curiosity three-fourths of the way up yeah that one that one fits it looks like it's home I'm going to hand Carlton the, the bottle opener, and I'm going to slot the bottle into its new spot, and I'm going to be like, there. This, it goes there. I don't know why, but it goes there. It feels like it goes there, but again, nothing nothing really happens with the- And this the, is three quarters of the way up? Three quarters of the way up. All right. I open it, mm-hmm. and I drink a quarter from the bottle. Okay. You drink a quarter from the bottle like the heathen that you are. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. Oh, do you put the bottle? Do you put the bottle back up there? I put it back. You put the bottle back up there, and the platform sinks slowly down, hits the gears, clicks into place, and the third bolt slides back. In the meantime, uh, you don't really feel anything. You're confused because you don't feel jazz and you don't feel bad. But Liz, who has just put the bottle in place and has sunk back down to her eye level, now that there's a little wine removed, um, she sees the inside of the bottle, 
In the same color of this dark red wine, there is a little script, and it says, Midnight Tears. A creature that ingests this poison suffers no effect until the stroke of midnight. If the poison has not been neutralized before then, the creature must succeed on a DC-17 con save, <laughs> taking 96 poison damage on a failed save, or half as much on a successful one. Ooh. Ah, fine. I'll be fine. <laughs> All right. If anybody's going to drink that, it's going to be me. I don't know what a Seriously, DC that was the, is. Uh, but no, basically it says... Because um, you knew I was stupid enough to do that. Yeah, I did. That's why it's in it. I will... Uh, so I'm looking at this bottle. I read what it says in more poetic terms. More poetic without, terms. Without looking at him, I just reach over and touch Carlton and cast Lesser Restoration. Can you read to me what Lesser Restoration does? Uh, you touch a creature and can end either one disease or one condition affecting it. The conditions can be blinded, deafened, paralyzed, or poisoned. All right. She does that, and I let out a loud belch, and like it kind of like creates a fume of like a skull and crossbones before dissipating. <laughs> you read my mind. <laughs> I just touch him, and then I let go, and I don't even like make eye contact. But then I look over at Shadow, and I say... How often does he just eat what or drink whatever is in reach? One time, when I was dying, he put an, a, an opal in his butt. Did he then eat it or drink it? No, he destroyed a bathroom. Okay, that's <laughs> sad and impressive at the same time. Thank you. Well, this one is apparently correct. We still need to figure out the other two and then figure out what's going on with uh, Olympus. Can could you could you hand me the other two bottles and I, I guess I'll take Vlad and the Monarch Butterfly and just try the last two places and see where they fit. So you you first thing you do is you put you put them, you cross your arms and you put Vlad in the slot that's halfway up. And you put the butterfly in the slot that's a fourth of the way up. And they, they're not going to fall out, but they don't get that little, like, tingling, like, this is right sensation. And so you switch them. You get the, like, yeah, I think, I think. But nothing, nothing happens. Okay, so they're in the right place. They're in the right places. Not- Here, let me see the bottle. Which bottle? Jonathan. And I'm going to grab Vlad, Vlad and Sons. I'm going to hand it to Jonathan, and I'm going to say, would you mull over this one for a moment? Okay, and its platform, how far up is it? Vlad and Son's platform is halfway up. All right. I think I know what to do with this. Pop. Oh, sorry. No, Vlad and Son's platform is uh, a fourth of the way up. My apologies. I'm looking at the fourth up? notes. I got a lot of notes. A fourth okay. of the way up. One fourth right. of the way up. So how many glasses are there? There are four total glasses. All right. So one, two, three. So now there's a fourth of the wine left, right? Mm-hmm. Puts it on the platform. The platform slings down and the bolt's going to stay there until it knows you had it. Oh. You, so, okay, Carlton, are you going to drink yours? Yeah, I'll drink mine. Does anybody else want theirs? I mean, I'll drink theirs, too. Uh, I'll, I'll drink I'll, mine. Like, so, Carlton, hold on. Drink yours. Drink yours, Carlton. I drink, uh, you drink yours. Uh, it is blood. You are, it is thick. And it's a little warm. I don't want it it's I don't want it. Uh, it's uh, really gross. You were 98% <laughs> sure you just drank blood. <clears throat> Nothing happens, though. There's no ill effects. You are just grossed out as a minor minor action for the next, like, uh, however long it takes you to forget um, you just drank a thing right. of blood. Jonathan the Magic Muscular holds his nose. Wait, wait, wait. Jonathan, I have an idea. I'll cut it with some wine off the shelf. <laughs> Let's not fuck <laughs> with this too much. And he downs, he downs it. All right. Travancore looks at his uh, glass, mulls it over, uh, like sifts it, puts it down in front of Shadow and gives Shadow an expected look. Uh, Shadow sniffs it and goes, that is blood. I'm 
tell you that right now. That is that is <laughs> A B positive. <laughs> well, that's actually my blood type. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I got it. Did, yeah. did we drain Travis Corp for this? Universal recipient. And and then Shadow Shadow looks at you and goes, I have typed the blood for him. What does he want me to do with it? <laughs> I Travancore kind of sighs, gives Shadow a little rub on his on his head. Doesn't even bother to plug his nose. Just just drinks the blood. And the second that last drop goes down your gullet, the bolt slides back. Hmm. While they're having this discussion, and Liz is is desperately trying not to look at Shadow or the blood. She would like to cast Detect Magic as a ritual mm-hmm. and hopefully check out these last, this last bottle or two and the door and figure out if maybe we can figure out what this stuff is before we ingest it. All right. Um, so you have currently, let me, let me recap for you guys what you've successfully done. Three of you drank blood out of, from Vlad and Sons, <laughs> a <laughs> positive <laughs> red... Yep. Hell of a hell of a tell there, Vlad and Sons. I figured you'd get that one. Oh uh, yeah. And it is currently it's currently sitting a fourth of the way full on the first platform with the bolt back. The second platform is still half of the way up. It you put the bottle of empty crown on it, but aside from fitting really snugly and nicely, nothing's happened. Timekeeper is okay. Timekeeper's sitting nice, the platform's down. Um you put the half full bottle of Olympus Valley on the platform that was all the way down. It, it fits there. Nothing happened. And then there is another bottle. That's, so you've got two more things to go back. So you cast Detect Magic. Um, let's see. And I'm, I'll, I'll start with the butterfly bottle since that's the one we haven't encountered yet. So what is Detect? Give me, give me, can you give me a little outline of Detect Magic? What can it detect? Yeah. So it's going to tell me for the duration, which is 10 minutes, you sense the presence of magic within 30 feet around you. You can use your action to see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic, and you learn its school of magic, if any. And then it's blocked by stuff, and one of the things it's blocked by is the metal door, one inch of common metal. Mm-hmm. So I that's why I didn't cast it before, because I know it won't go through the door. But I'd like to check out all of these bottles and the glasses and everything and see if I can maybe detect what this thing is before we start downing any more wine. Well, since we since the Olympus one uh, we know has to be empty because it's on the bottom then poor poor sticks it on the bottom Did, who, who drank it? Who, who has not had a glass of the Olympus? Uh, Liz and Travancore No I'm the only one Okay so it's it's three fourths the way empty isn't it? Right yeah, oh, so I, yeah. I would have had to have had I one I forgot yeah. about that um, So you pour one glass and you hand it to Liz expectingly Yes Since we already know what that does I'll, Liz will just sigh and drink it. <laughs> All right. Put the Olympus bottle on the bottom. As he puts the empty bottle after you have completed it and you find that, oh, man, you have 10 temporary hit points. He puts it on there and nothing happens. Like the, the platform's all the way down. Uh, but you do hit this nice little click and the bolt slides back. So as you are detecting magic, so you've got, you realize you see the door is magic and the bottles are magic and the glasses are magic. Um, the rest of the wine is just wine. You really don't see any magic but this door and these bottles. The corkscrew is magic and you suddenly think, huh, you know, it really was easy to open all those bottles of wine. All right, specifically oh, the butterfly one. Corkscrew? Uh, the butterfly <laughs> one. <laughs> can I please have a plus one corkscrew, Lauren and Jules, please? Sure. If you can do it, 
if you can do it while she's not looking, you can sneak a plus one corkscrew. Roll your deception check, friendo, while I look up what or school a sleight of, of hand, magic I guess, is. The sne- sleight of hand. Lo- lo- roll a stealing check. <laughs> roll a stealing check. 14. Yeah, you, like, she's really intent on, this is not. I'm just gonna give uh, this to you. Yeah, my perception check to notice him taking this is a 22. So, yeah, like, you I'm looking at the bottle with my detect magic, and out of the corner of my eye, I catch Carlton doing that, and I just look at him. I just want to gouge people. You have a giant axe and a giant halberd to do that with. You don't need a corkscrew. Put it back. Um, so, so, so in the words, the words of Frodo, your detect magic tells you that, uh, this bottle looks fair and feels foul. You can see that has a strong magic link with the platform that's halfway up. But I don't get any sense of what, what's in the bottle. Uncork it. As, as he, uh, he, like, I see him trying to steal the corkscrew. I'm just, no, put it back. Actually, no, give it to me. Give it to me. So you like your detect magic like wafts down into it, and again, it's one of those situations where you um, this definitely is not as bad as Midnight Tears, but, uh, but... it is it's not good. It is a how bo- much do I have to drink? It is a bottle of poison. Half, right? It's the halfway up platform. Mm-hmm. I will drink half the bottle. I'll drink the other half. So no, 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 drink- no, 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 I'm drinking half. I will drink two two servings. And I will have lesser restoration ready again. You you pour yourself out a glass and you drink it and you are poisoned, which means Do I get to do a con save or No, actually you just straight up you are going to have um for the next hour uh disadvantages on attack rolls and ability checks. Can he have two glasses? Uh, you, you, you kind of are like, okay, I'm fine. Shit, this shit, this tastes bad. It's not good. You pour yourself, you go to, you pour out another glass and you drink it and you think you've drank it all and you put the glass down and you look down the poison still in the glass. Ooh. Down's the other poison. And you are also poisoned. Ow. I will reach out and touch both of them and cast Lesser Restoration on both of them and that will be the end of my second level spells. Oof. Except this time, instead of the burp coming out the mouth, the little skull and crossbones come out of a different direction Uh-oh. and fizzle out. Same. We both we both literally <laughs> death fart. It, it came <laughs> out of nature's chimney. Nature's. <laughs> but then we put the bottle on the platform. But. <laughs> and the final bolt pulls back from the door. And as you're doing that, as you're farting, uh, the, uh, the bear goes, that one makes a lot of smells that I do not understand. and liz will turn to him and say no one understands the smells that come from men or orcs you are not wrong there nice not bear but smells like dog lady so okay what's behind the door thank fucking god you guys solved that i was terrified i would make a puzzle that would make no sense but um (laughs) so there's there are reasons that that puzzles are scary for dms yeah you you, you, I, I was very nice watching the moment where Jonathan was like, I know exactly what to do. Like, I was like, like seeing your face when you were like, I know what to do. I was like, oh. <laughs> also seeing Carlton do the Midnight Tears was good. <laughs> so you walk. Because you knew I would immediately yeah. grab the most evil looking bottle. That was intended for you. You're the tank. You were supposed to drink both poisons. You walk into a dimly lit hallway. Your, is your detect magic still going? 
detect magic is concentration, but but talk to animals is not. So okay. uh, that's concentration for up to ten minutes. It is absolutely still going. So Aww. shadow, you and shadow, shadow walks in the hall and he's. I will tell you a secret. I can smell Father Harvey. He is. He is here. I, I, I smell your friend. I also smell the bad smell. I do not like this smell and I do not want to be. Liz will take back out her mace and say, Father Harvey is here, but there's also something, that thing that Shadow did not like is here. I don't I don't know why he would be behind this door. I'm afraid he's been taken prisoner of some sort. And please, Shadow, would you take us to where Father Harvey is as quickly and quietly as possible? I'm worried. Shadow says, <sighs> Okay, I, I will help you find... Your good-smelling dog friend, human that smells like a dog. Do you have a dog? You must also be a dog. Okay. I'm brave. I'm a brave fire bear. I'm a brave fire bear. I'm not afraid of spooks. 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 There's no such thing as spooks. There's no such thing as spooks. Um, Travancore? Travancore? Yeah. Your, Your bear loves you very much and would appreciate your... Uh, your support as we go into battle. He trusts you. I walk over to Shadow. I put my hands on each side of his face. I look him straight in the eye and say, you got this. You're fire bear. Nothing can touch you. Let's go. Shadow gives you a look. He like steals himself. He goes, I am a fire bear. And um, he marches off down the hallway. And um, you guys walk down a pretty, pretty long dark hall. There's really no light in here. Um, and you turn a corner and the hallway opens up into a large cavernous room. And at the far end, you see Father Harvey. Um, and he is in chains. And again, what is weird to you is that your detect magic, is there a radius on it? Detect magic is a radius of 30 feet unless it gets blocked by shit. All right. So uh, you are in a big kind of cavernous area it's cavernous in the sense that it's large it goes up into a darkness that you guys can't really see it spreads out you can see there's walls but the walls are like just like it's like you can like depending on how you move it's like you're you can feel your detect magic like you can feel it reaching the walls and if you move a little this way it reaches the other but doesn't reach both at the same time and father harvey is just outside of the detect magic range he's down at the other end of the wall is there anyone else in the cavern is there anyone else in the cavern? Not that you can see. And does is he's in chains? Is he awake? Is he unconscious? He is, is he slumped over on the floor, on the ground, on, on a the ground. Bench? He is. She's chained to the wall, both hands to the wall, but he's kind of like his head slumped over. All right, Shadow knows that there's someone. There's bad things in here, so Liz is gonna Shadow says avoid. I can smell. I can smell the smell everywhere. It's not back and forth a lot. It comes here comes here it must come here a lot because it's it's just uh, there is no there is no direct path but that this that is that is that is your your moon medallion friend uh so liz will stay where she is but she'll call out father harvey are you okay what's going on no response uh i'll grab my uh my axe and i'll walk over and try to cut the chains and take him if he's moving up, I'll, Liz will be, like, right behind him. All right. But worried and looking for anything. As you move up on kind of either side, you get, like, tiny, weird little detect magic pings on the walls. And uh, But what, again, the thing that you notice is the thing that is not there. 
Um, you would expect somebody who made a big magical door to put big magical chains on Father Harvey. But the only thing magic about Father Harvey is the same kind of magic you sense when your detect magic pings the magic that is Jonathan the Magimuscular or mm -hmm. the little bit of magic that comes off of the items that Carlton has or the mad, the, the ranger magic of Travancore. And, you know, you can tell, so you kind of, and the mat, you know, the magic of bucks, like this idea that the magic that someone holds within them, um, that Father Harvey, anytime you'd ever cast detect magic around him would basically radiate. What, what are the chains made out of? You, uh, you take a, are you, are, are you all the way up there with him? Yeah, I mean, I guess Carlton. Yeah, I'm going all the way up there to cut out yeah. the, the, break the chains. Do an attack roll on these chains, East Carlton. I would love to. And I'm just kind of watching out for shit. Uh, a 21? Oh, yeah. It slices through. It actually pretty easily slices through. And you cut through one chain, you cut through the other, and his hands flop down, and he kind of flops down onto the cold floor. And if you look really closely, these chains are made out of silver. <laughs> I try to collect the chains and put them in the bag. While they're still attached to Father Harvey. Oh, no, I guess not. Because half of the chains are still manacled to him, and the other half are still manacled to the wall. So you have two choices. You could put Father Harvey in the bag of holding, or you can slice yourself <laughs> some more silver chains. I mean, he'll survive in there the for a bit, right? The hands are easier to cut off, but I'm not that kind of character. And that, But I'm pretty sure Harvey, Father Harvey wouldn't want the chains later, so I could just slump him over my shoulder and walk on out with him. Well, wait, wait, before before you do, uh, can I give him, like, a quick exam? Like, is yeah, he... Yeah, you want to do a medicine check on him? Yeah, I want to know, is he unconscious? Is he... What is he? What is he? Medicine is gonna be a lot. 22. Oh, yeah, he's, um, he's unconscious. He looks like he's, uh, been in a fight. He's got some bruises and some cuts that aren't healing like they should. It looks like his whole body's... All of his bodily processes look slowed down. Okay. Um, so he's unconscious because he's injured, not because he's, like, knocked out or anything? He's He's both. He is injured. He has been knocked out. He's His body is shivering. Um, his temperature isn't what it should be. His heart rate isn't what it should be. Okay. He's gonna... not doing good. I okay. kind of want to do a perception check on the change to see, like, to see... Based on Travancore's knowledge of traveling and things in the favor, and why would something be specifically imprisoned in silver chains? Perception. That would be like a, what would that be? History, maybe? Not a perception. Intelligence, straight up, I guess. Intelligence, straight up intelligence check. It's kind of like, what is, what do we make Jonathan the Magic Muscular do when he remembers things for us? <laughs> he just turns to me and says, hey, Lauren, what's that thing that I need to remember because he's got that memory? <laughs> He doesn't have to roll because he just remembers his memory. He actually has a really good memory. Well, jo yeah, JMM <laughs> has a really good memory. Roll me an intelligence check. Sixteen. So, Travancore, in in dealing with the you in all your travels as a ranger and, and basically in a lot of your training, if you are trapping an animal, the only reason to use something other than a very strong substance. Like, the only reason to use a type of, like, if you were making a rope out of one thing instead of the other, the only reason to use the vine or the grass that is not as strong is if the thing you are tying up or the thing you are trapping is going to be harmed by it. 
So you would only use, you know, instead of very strong steel, you kind of intuit that the only reason to use silver is if silver is going to harm Father Harvey. I'll see Travancore examining these chains and I'll say, can you get those off of him? And then your friend can have these, these chains and I can, it'll be easier to heal him. Can you, can you get those off? Hmm. I think he might be a werewolf. Well, he's definitely no trouble to us right now. And we need to obviously get him out of here. Can, could you at least take the chains off? But the chains, like we could transport him right now. Why does he need the chains off? We can do that when we get back to the, the safety of the temple. Well, I was a little worried about you trying to take them off and put them in your bag with them him still attached to him. Well, I was going to, and then I realized, like, he'll probably, when he wakes up, just take them off himself and then give them well, to me. Well, he can't take those off. If he could take those off, he would have himself. We'll also be a lot quieter without these chains on him. If you could take those I off. I want to incite then- Liz. She's, she's really adamant about these chains coming off now. Okay. All right. Inside check. Roll me an inside check. I guess yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> oh, oh, so what'd you get, Carl? What'd you get? Uh, a four. So you kind of you kind of go, well, yeah, I want you want those chains. Yeah. You want those chains, and you know that Liz would get really mad at you if you put Father Harvey in the bag of holding. Right. I'm not gonna put him in the holding. I'm gonna have slumped over. But like, I don't have a way of removing the chains from his hands. Other than cutting off his hands, so I need to take him back to the temple where we have somebody who might be a little bit more skilled at picking locks, i.e. Bernie Buddy. <laughs> yeah, Bernie's waiting for you guys at the temple. She's like, the she temple. got there late. She's like, hey, hey, Mariah. Yeah, she was like I'm really behind see. us. Well, Liz is exasperated because there's nothing that she can do about it. She's like, all right, well, let's just try to get out of here as quickly as possible. This and is, right as you say disturbing. that. You hear, <laughs> oh, they figured out your little secret, didn't they? Is it sad for you, knowing that you might not make it back? Maybe they'll, maybe they'll hunt you next. Who do I see? You look up and uh, you see a very tall, thin man. Uh, he's got pale skin and uh, blonde hair that's so blonde it's almost white. And you recognize him because you've seen Father Harvey arguing with him a lot. And he's he's standing there very, very still, stiller, stiller than a statue. And his hands are folded together under his chin. Um, and this is Alabaster Crew. How far away is he? Um, he is probably, he is in the doorway, essentially, at the end. He's blocking the door and he's smiling. Okay. He says. So he's about 30 feet away? Yeah, and he says, <laughs> "Does my does my detect magic ping off of him?" Yeah, he's he. What do I get? You get vampire. I turn undead immediately. All right, hold on. Let me- like as he's talking, I turn. I feel that turn undead. Okay, as you're doing that, and as I'm pulling up his, uh, <laughs> as I'm putting moving my witch hat, which is on Alabaster Crew's sheet. I'm sorry, everybody. I have a little bit of business to take care of. Turn undead. Uh, you guys are all going to roll initiative. <laughs> so you can turn undead and he'll just run away from you and you can you can chase him or you can fight him here. That's okay. I, oh, I'm t- no, I've already called it. I'm you turn undead? undead? All right. Yeah. What, is, what do you have to do to turn undead specifically? What do you got to roll? 
Uh, each undead that can see you or hear you within 30 feet must make a wisdom saving throw. If the creature fails its saving throw, it is turned for one minute or unless it takes any damage. Oh. Yeah. I'm not, oh, I don't even have to worry. You don't have to worry because... <laughs> because you're natural one. Because so yeah, Liz just growls at him. He's not Literally very growls. wise. You growl at him and he goes... <laughs> and he goes... <sighs> and he, he runs... And he yep. bolts through the door. Do you follow him? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He has to continue to run from me. For a, a turn minute. Must spend its turns trying to move as far away from you as it can. And it can't willingly move to a space within 30 feet of you. It also can't take reactions for its action. It can use only dash action or try to escape from an effect that prevents it from moving. If there's nowhere to move, the creature must use its dodge action. So it can't do anything else but run from me so as i book it towards him i'm gonna turn back to everybody and i'm gonna say get father javi to safety and i'm just gonna chase this motherfucker all right are you guys gonna chase him too so we'll we'll worry about initiative when you finally catch up to him how about that okay so wait travancourt you said the silver is like for things that get hurt by silver (laughs) yeah i think this guy's a werewolf or something similar don't werewolves and vampires like hate each other they do well, I was going to say, what if we cut off the silver chains and then just let them fight and then go pick up Bernie and go home? All right. Um, <laughs> let them fight. How are you going to cut the silver chains off again? I'll figure out a way. Oh, my God. You're going to mutilate this poor man and I'm going to have yeah. to let you do it. Say that. I'm already out the door. I'm not there anymore. Yeah, she's he's... chasing this. You know I want to make sure he continues to move away and up and I'm just going to chase One him out. One of the other people here can figure out an option other than me chopping off his hands. Well, the Jonathan the Magimuscular <laughs> might, but Jonathan the Magimuscular is chasing his nerd friend. Oh. So Jonathan, so crew is bolted. He he and Liz is bolted. thought that this is not what was going to happen. Crew <laughs> uh, bolts. Lauren runs out. Liz runs after her. Liz like, you motherfucker. And she just goes. And Jonathan the Muscular, who is sweet and who has made a friend and supports his friends, is like, Jonathan has, has, a, has a moral compass. Um, <laughs> and he... In fairness to the rest of you, I did say, get Father Javi to safety. So, so if you do leave with him, you are doing what I asked. If, if you are worried about moral compasses. I will say that, and then I will leave. Why do I want to shout moral compass to the sky? So is Father Harvey on the floor, or is he on your shoulder? He is up um, slumped across over my shoulder. So you've got a Father Harvey on your shoulder. Yeah. You've got a bear in here. You've got a Travancore in here. Is Bucks going with you? Yeah, Bucks is coming with me. And at this point, Liz is out, crew is out, and... Jonathan is almost at the door. Uh, well, I mean, I always want to protect my pack. And so if I see Jonathan running, I'll kind of just, like, harumph, uh Father Harvey off of my shoulder and let him, like, fall like a, like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> and then I'll go chasing after uh, Jonathan. Seeing that, Shadow's going to try and position himself in a place where he can help. So Harley Harley can land on him, and then Travancore and and Shadow will take responsibility for taking this possible werewolf back home. If Liz were here, she would hear Shadow go, I knew he was a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that makes more sense now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The Beth Emanuel was kind of a tell. I'm thinking like... Werewolf bar mitzvah. <laughs> Spooky, so scary. God. I 
I have to say, when I cast Speak with Animals, I was really wondering what Shadow was going to say about various smells. Anyway, if Liz was here, she would thank you and Shadow. What are you doing, Trevacore? <laughs> you guys can follow them? Um, now that we have Father Harvey, I guess we can make sure the threat's neutralized and we'll follow, uh, but we'll we'll also have this tertiary... Secondary responsibility of protecting Father Harvey, so we'll keep him from harm's way, because arrows, I can always just ping this guy from uh, from far away. So we're going to follow, but we're going to stay a good eh, 60 feet away from uh, from Alabaster Cruz at any given time. All right, so Lauren, you follow him down this hallway. He's like, he gets, he basically, he gets to the door of the wine cellar, and as you turn the corner, he goes... <sighs> And he dashes on through. You follow? Yep. You're just chasing him. Oh, yeah. Well, I want to follow him to basically herd him up the stairs so that, because I'm going to assume that they're going to take Alabaster and leave. I'm not thinking that they're they're going to come for me. So I want them, I want asshole up the stairs so that they can get to the uh, trap door to safety. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to shepherd herd this guy upstairs all right all alone okay so <laughs> he i got a minute before he can turn on me i am not scared of this asshole for another 45 seconds so he he <laughs> runs this man moves very 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 swiftly um and I'm he sure. goes up the spiral staircase and into the kitchen and you are falling behind you see him it's a good thing earlier when you guys decided to go in this house i hadn't planned on that i made a diagram <laughs> <laughs> you you see him run through the kitchen. You're climbing. You're going as fast as your little feet. When can. I get to the top of the spiral staircase, I'm gonna I'm gonna post up there because at that point I know that gives my friends time to get to the the exit, and okay. he can't come into that room then for like another thirty seconds, and then he still has to deal with me. And I'm not letting him past me to these stairs. Okay, well, you hear, you get to the spiral staircase. You see the door has swung. Someone has just gone through that door the second your head pokes up. Okay. And a beat or two later, you hear the front door slam. That's fine. I will post up at the top of the, the spiral staircase. All right. My, my goal is to protect the escape of Father Harvey. All right. So, uh, Jonathan, what do you do? Uh, I run up the stairs. It's like, where'd he go? He went out the front door, but you do not want to chase him. I, I can keep him from here for another 30 seconds or so, but then he's going to come back. We don't want to deal with that creature in, until we are safe. This is his house. Uh, true. I don't think that was clear. I think we were going to... Normally, when we do these things, we chase after him to kill them. Uh, so I think everyone's coming up here. Yeah, uh, no, no, no. It, Take Harvey down. Let's go back. Now that we know what that thing is, we can marshal forces to destroy it. But I am—I do not want to take him on while we still have to protect Father Harvey. Well, to be fair, I am your forces. And you've marshaled me. To protect Father... If he dies, you don't get paid. That There's a vampire over there. That's way yes, more dangerous than up getting paid. Uh, uh, now we know where his lair is. We'll come back in the daylight. We're not, not now. Well, look, if he's already running and he can't yes. get any closer, just come. Not for another 30 seconds. Well, then just come with us. Oh, okay, fine. All right. I will, well, I will follow and you. And while they're at the top of the stairs doing this, I'm in the wine cellar. 
filling the bag of holding with as many bottles as I can. You have like 10 seconds to do that. You get a bottle in there and you don't even know if it's a good vintage. That's fine. All right. So, all right, let's go. Let's I will go. follow you. I will bring up the rear. I have stuff that can harm him. Well, so do I. So let's go. All right. Well, I'll, I'll wait at the top of the stairs until I see you everybody else going through the trap door. So everybody who's, okay, give me, ex- we're going to pause time for a second. So is Jonathan coming with you? Every, we're all leaving through the trap door. Are, I'm are, just, you, are you leaving through the trap door under the river? Are you going up the trap door to chase this guy to kill him? I want to go down through the, the trapdoor that we came through to the secret passage back home. I'm just waiting for them to go, and then I'll bring up the rear. Okay. Sounds good. That's, that's, it sounded like that's, Jonathan, what you and I were planning. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So is every, so, uh, Trapping Core, you're coming to, everybody's kind of, while she's waited, everybody's come in the room. Everyone's okay with running? Yeah. Let's run. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd like murder, but yeah, I can run. All right. So you guys... You've got Father Harvey's lifeless form. Well, not lifeless. Lifeless? Lifeless, sorry, not lifeless. Ragdoll unconscious form. That's the right one. Uh, Liz has a small heart attack and then is okay again. Yeah, she she said lifeless. Like his his personal (laughs) hygiene is above reproach. Um, You guys climb down the trap door. You run back down the passage at all speed, but it definitely takes you more than 30 seconds. That's okay. And you climb back up the stairs and you stumble out of the mausoleum into the graveyard and waiting for you <laughs> is Alabaster Crew. And he says, you little bitch. And I cast Sacred Flame at him. And now we're going to roll for Rail's initiative. Okay. <laughs> but now we're not in his lair. Right. We're going to do, do the thing where, uh, where Lauren <laughs> helps me do the initiative thing again since she knows oh, how to okay. do it. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. I can do uh, that. Okay. Uh, Carlton. Four. <laughs> and Bucks? Uh, Bucks is going to be uh, 10. And Travancore? Soft 20. And Jonathan? 19. And Shadow? 18. And Liz got a 2. And what's what's Vampire McVampire face? Wait, Alabaster Cruz? I just got his name. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> got it. Just like do this, because I know at least one of you will get it. He got a 21. How fitting. 21. Oh, boy. So I'm going to line you guys up. So he will go first. Alabaster Crew's like waiting at the door. He's like right here. He's pissed. Are you guys, you guys okay with this formation? That makes sense that Shadow would come out last. Yeah, I would probably be leading the charge. Liz would be, it would be probably Liz and Carlton. No, I would have been in the back because I was, I figured he would come from behind us. So I'd be Mm. like the last one. I'd be towards the back. Alabaster Crew. He is going to attack Carlton. Mm. Actually, yeah. No, he's not going to attack Carlton. He is going to charm Carlton. All right. Uh, what kind of save? Wisdom saving throw. All right. Well, hey, this guy ain't so bad. Oh, boy. I got a five. All right. So um, he is going to... <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. So he is going <laughs> He's going to, um, to look at you and he's going to say... My very large friend, you don't want to hurt me. No, I don't think I actually do. For some reason I did, but now, like, talking to you, you don't seem that bad. I know. Yeah, I noticed you You really liked my wine cellar, and there is plenty more of that. If you would like, um, we can sit down and s- solve this like gentlemen. And truthfully, 
what is one or two less werewolf in the world. Yeah. Yeah, werewolves are bad. Uh, basically, you are charmed. Uh-huh. You do the requests or actions in the most favorable way. You're a willing target for a bite. And each time you are harmed you can rep- by the vampire, you can repeat the saving throw. And so he says, my friend, what is your name? Oh, I'm Carlton. What's yours? You can you can call me crew. If you if And if, you said we could have wine together? We can have wine. Just come over here, dear. Come stand next uh-huh. to me. Okay. Am I allowed to move off of my initiative? Yes, you are because you've been charmed, so you're just gonna walk over there. Alright. Okay. Alright. What's up, buddy? Who is next? Next is gonna be Travancore. Alright. Travancore narrows his eyes, uses his final level two spell slot to cast Hunter's Mark on uh Alabaster Cruz charges his flare bow, and he's going to launch an attack, and sadly doesn't get advantage on this. Oh, well, let's uh, let's. Whoa, whoa, Travi, Travi, why are we trying to shoot our friend here? That's going to be a twenty. That's going to hit. Rad. Can I use my reaction to try to bat it away with my uh, halberd since I'm trying to protect this guy? Actually, no. You actually just take his orders, so he hasn't ordered you to do it. Oof. So. The regular piercing is only five, but I get uh, the flaming, which is going to be six max damage there, and it's going to be another one from the hunter's mark. Ugh. So not a great roll, but at least I hit him. So it's going to be eight total. You hit him, and you hit him in the arm, and he looks down and he goes, because, <gasps> I mean, it's wooden, and he's, <sighs> and he's unhappy. All right. Travancore is going to take uh, ten feet step back, because he knows Carlton's charred, and he probably might come after me, because I attacked him now. And uh, Travancore ends his turn. All right, Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan the Mad Muscular, he, he had some plans for this, but uh, I think this is a way better plan. The plan is to... What do I know about vampires? I don't know. Give me a history check. All right. I'm okay at these. Uh, Ten. Well, you know they definitely don't like the light. You've heard a lot of rumors about vampires, and it's hard to sift through what is lore and what is fact. You are pretty sure that they can't be in the light of day, and you're not sure about that whole knocking and permission to enter a residence thing. You remember something about a stake to the heart, but then again, is it just what everybody knows about vampires? You're, you can kind of intuit that as Turn Undead worked on him probably takes a lot of radiant damage and you also remember something in the back of your head about running water but you're not 100 percent sure what it is okay running water uh i can work with that i am going to cast uh this is this is something that i that i haven't done before Ooh. i am going to well shit this won't really hurt him this will disable him and that's not really what i want to do fine Fireball. We'll just get that out of the... We'll try that first. Right, you're going to take your shot? I'm going to take my shot. (laughs) (laughs) Literally and figuratively and in the game and all the ways? All the ways. All right. So that's a dexterity saving throw that he needs to make and... Am I making it too? Yes. Yeah, I guess you are making it, huh? All right. How's an 18 do it for you? Uh, 18 will save. Uh, Let's do... He got a 10, so that doesn't save. Uh, Shit. Let's see. That's 31 points of damage. Carlton takes 15. Ow! My, this is what it feels like when you... Ah! <laughs> it's hot. I'm trying to snap you out of it, buddy. You hear Shadow go, I'm a, I'm a fire bear, but I did not make it. Snap me out of what? This guy's awesome. 
Nope, it's for your own good. <laughs> Hold on. I got to do some math, guys, and math is really hard. Okay. And here goes the shot. Yay. Yes, that's correct. Okay. All right. He he takes that fireball and he's, he is pissed. And as a reaction, he is going to move up very, very close to you, Jonathan. Ah. So he is going to move very quickly and scare the ever-loving shit out of you. Oh, my God. That is terrible. <laughs> Get away. I imagine like he like is like an inch off the ground, just like vroom. Uh, and he's like, okay, that's different. I didn't know he could do that. And uh, and that's gonna be it for Jonathan the Mad Muscular. So he's gonna get all nice. He's gonna get nice and close to you. Um, he's gonna use his action to move. Um, he but he can only use it to move right now. So who's next? Uh, be Shadow. Yes. Oh boy. Bunch of options here. Um, I was actually thinking of having Shadow run back to that entrance and just leap book it. But I'm thinking with a vampire on it, that's not really Shadow's MO. He's still got Harvey on him. Yeah, it's the other thing. I was thinking if he books back with Harvey, he'd probably have to use like half an action or half his movement to, to have disengage Harvey. Um, Fortunately, you're pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. All right. He's going to use half his motion to sort of drop Harvey off to the side. And then he's going to run into flanking with uh, with Jonathan between the vampire because he's a brave fire bear and he doesn't leave his friends behind. Alrighty. And you know what? It's a nice play on words. He's going to give of this vampire a taste of his own medicine. He's going to bite him. Ah. <laughs> and good thing I have advantage. Uh, will the 14 do? No, he's going to uh, just miss. Oh, uh, boy. I, I foresee bad times ahead for Shadow as he ends his turn. Alright. Um, on the end of Shadow's turn, Crew is going to look down on him and give him like a uh, of disdain um, and make a uh, one arm strike against Shadow. Oh but boy. This, but this thing that looks awful lot like a werewolf just tried to bite him. Does an eight hit? No. He's gonna <laughs> swipe at him. Like they're just gonna like exchange like um and whose turn is it next it's bucks bucks is going to start flying away he's going to start flying towards the door towards the door you guys are outside in the graveyard okay he's going to start flying towards the village what's his movement uh 20 million yeah essentially 80 feet uh if he if he moves and dashes i think no 120 feet because he has a fly speed of 60 he's over here all right, and he's- He's gone. Yeah, he's winging it towards the village. He's going to try and go get help. Okay, sounds good. So I like this plan. Bucks has flown off. Uh, who is next in the initiative? Carlton. Me. Carlton, it's your turn, and Alabaster Crew uh, chuckles and looks at you, and he says, <laughs> uh, be, a, be a deer and come take care of this bear for me. Oh, no. Okay. Well, hey, Bear Buddy, this is our new friend. And, like, I have a special bond with Shadow. And he didn't say kill the bear, he said take care of him. So I'm going to try to grapple Shadow and move him away from the vampire. All right. Do a grapple check. So Shadow has to give me an opposed athletics or acrobatics. Would it be like a saving throw or just like a check? Uh, Check. Acrobatics or athletics. Got it. Let's see. Acrobatics is... He can use athletics or acrobatics. Yeah, he can choose. So he can try to, like... Force his way out, oh. or like slither his way out. Well, shoot, strength is—that's uh, a whole different story. Then, all right, here we go. Twenty-one. Ah, I'm just like wrestling this bear, and I can't really get a, a hold on him. <laughs> Shadow's like Shadow is like. <gasps> is it my turn? It is actually my turn. So Liz is going to walk up with purpose and stare and stand next to Jonathan and stare at Alabaster Crew and speak some arcane words under her breath. <laughs> 
some some holy words that come out a little growly as she might have some fangs at this moment and she might look a little hairier than she did a moment ago she's gonna cast magic circle it's going to at the moment include both him and shadow because she it's a 10 foot radius and so I need Alabaster to make a charisma saving throw. DC 15. All right. He's charismatic-ish. He, he won know. a local election. Ooh, but not charismatic <laughs> tonight. He's pissed. Uh, he got an All 11. Right. So I create a 10-foot radius, 20-foot tall cylinder of magical energy centered on a point on the ground that you can see within range, which poof, glowing runes appear wherever the cylinder intersects. Uh, I'm going to choose undead. And I have chosen, basically, there's two ways the spell can work. It can either keep something in or keep things out. The way it's worded is, the creature can't willingly enter the cylinder by non-magical means. If the creature tries to use teleport or interplanar travel to do so, it must first succeed on a charisma saving throw. The creature has disadvantage on attack rolls against targets within the cylinder. And targets within the cylinder can't be charmed, frightened, or possessed by the creature. When I cast the spell, I can elect to cause its magic to operate in the reverse direction, preventing a creature of the specified type from leaving the cylinder and protecting the targets outside it. So at this moment, Alabaster is stuck in a magic cylinder. He can't leave. He has disadvantage on attack rolls on anyone outside the cylinder, and targets can't be charmed, frightened, or possessed by this creature, which I will leave up to you to decide whether that means Carlton is no longer charmed. I think it ends, I think the the magic barrier goes up, this tube goes up, and Carlton, your eyes go up and look at it, and suddenly you feel the spell drop from you. Because I oh. took nothing but spells that were all protective or ways of dealing with children. I didn't think we'd be dealing with oh vampires. But I it's took a timeout circle. Oh my I god. I took a timeout circle and I looked at that thing and I went, yes! I can't believe you did that. Everything I Ow. took is to deal with small children. Oh, I was like <laughs> wrestling this bear and failing horribly. And then as soon as I snap, I have my arms around him. I just give him a hug. Aww. Aww. So now everyone else can enter and leave. The only thing this circle affects are undead. And as long as you are not inside the circle, he has disadvantage on his attacks against you and he can't leave the circle. So all we need to do is get... Uh, shadow out and he can't attack him anymore without disadvantage but this is 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 that all you want to do on your turn is there anything else you want to do oh no there's probably more i want to do now the duration on this fun spell is an hour so it is uh i think it is concentrate well actually it might not be concentration nope nope it's not so you still <laughs> go the bear poof um has it been more than 10 it's probably been more than 10 it's minutes, yeah, it's been more than 10 since, minutes. yeah the bear yeah, so i can't See, he can't talk to me anymore. Yeah. Okay, so that was my action. Uh, that made me super happy. <laughs> that made me super happy <laughs> I that love that you worked. you put him in timeout. I put him in timeout for an entire fucking hour. Now, he he can try to leave by magical means, but he has to make some saving throws. Um, I don't think I have anything I can do as a bonus action. You don't have a spiritual weapon? I actually don't have spiritual <gasps> weapon. No, because everything that I took was either stuff that I had to take or I took stuff. I took command. I took I took magic circle. I took shit that, and then other shit, but I can't do anything with plants at the moment. Um, 
that might be all I can do at the moment. All right. So because uh, I don't think I've got a bonus action. So yeah, I will. I will stand there growling at him. All right. So Shadow's in the circle, right? Shadow's currently in the circle. All right. He's going to swipe a claw at Shadow. Does a fifteen hit? Yeah, that'll hit. And he's going to do. Ooh, I am so sorry. He is going to do. He's going to do 10 slashing damage on Shadow. Ish. And he's going to smile. Oh, boy. Is he going to do anything else? I tell you, Shadow's not smiling. No, because that's his uh, last legendary action. But now it is. Who's, who's up next? Wait, wait, no, that was his legendary action. Like, he's got it. It's not his turn. Now it is his turn. So now he is going to regain his hit point. And he is going to regain all his legendary actions. And he is going to throw his hands to the sky. And he is going to call down. Wait, that's not what I wanted to do. Is this a spell? If you call down 2d4 swarms of something. Is it a spell? It's an innate ability. He is going to call down some swarms of bats. And I don't know, should I roll initiative on these guys? Uh, it depends on what it says and what you want to do. They are their own little thing. They are, act as allies and they obey spoken commands and they remain for an hour or until the vampire dies. They are his children of the night. There are six swarms of these. Okay. Uh, they are, he is going to go attack them and they're going to go, <laughs> I don't know what noises bats make. They're going to make echolocation noises. Um, oh God. <laughs> imagine in your mind echolocation. And I'm going to, since they actually get their own, like they have their own little thing, I'm going to roll some initiative and basically it's going to be like one initiative for all the swarms. They get a 12. So they all go right. right before Bucks goes. They're, they're going to be in there, like, they're going to do, they're, like, going to swarm. All right, who is next? Travancore. All right, Travancore is super mad about the damage this bear took. Uh, so he's going to, knowing that this guy is still hunter marked, he's going to um, launch uh, one of his arrows at, at this vampire fellow. And he's going to use his inspiration. All right. Nice. 18. 18 will hit. I got 11 points of piercing. Nice. Right. And then it's going to do another four for the hunter's mark, so it's going to do 15 damage total. All right, he takes... Another arrow to his other arm, and he hisses at you, and he's going to uh, use his legendary action to attack Shadow again. Ooh. So does a 15 hit Shadow? Uh, 15 does. Is, doesn't he still have disadvantage, though? No, because Shadow's not in with there with Shadow. him. Shadow hasn't moved out oh, of Oh, right. Shadow's in there. Yeah, 15 will hit Shadow. So he's going to smile, and instead of actually clawing at Shadow, he's going to look at you, and he's going to grapple Shadow. Uh, since I'm still hugging Shadow, can I try to oppose that as a reaction? Mm. Sure. We'll do what? A strength contest? It's athletics versus athletics. Athletics versus athletics. Athletics is what? Strength? Uh, yeah. I got a 23. He he lets go and hisses at you. This is my bear buddy! <laughs> no! Before my turn ends, as a bonus action for reaction, can I sort of kick um, Father Harvey and see if I can wake him up and get this guy to sort of attack this his natural enemy? Sure, you can kick this thing, this man who is yeah. unconscious. Just gently, like just enough to oh, see if I can him. get him to, yeah, like a nudge, like my foot. No, he's he's not, he, you know enough to know that if he's already unconscious, he's not coming back to consciousness while he's wrapped in silver. Gotcha. Okay. All right, Jonathan. All right, I am going to go ahead and back it up. 
Just back it up. How far? Uh, 20 feet. But I am disengaging. I'm not disengaging with him, so he can get an attack of opportunity at disadvantage, right? Uh, yes. But also, you can only back up straight back about 10 feet, because then you'll be hitting the mausoleum. Okay, that's fine. All right, and he's going to take his attack of opportunity on you. He's going to go with his, like, claw to get you. Does a 10, does a 10 hit? It does not. All right, he's going to swipe at you. He's looking a little concerned. He's starting to look, uh, his, he's starting to look desperate as he keeps missing these attacks that he thinks he should hit. That's fine. And I'm going to detonate a fireball such that it engulfs the, let's see, the swarm, alabaster, shadow, and Carlton. Okay. Am I making a save this time? No. Okay. <laughs> and I'm assuming Shadow's not oh, making Shadow a save Oh, Shadow never make a save. No, you never make a shave. He's <laughs> such a good bear. All right. Huh. And I'm going to go ahead and cast this at uh we'll blow we'll blow the fourth level. Let's 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 get this done. And that should get that's a 20 foot radius. So it should mm-hmm. get everyone and miss and miss Liz. Okay. All right. Do your fireball. What is is it a deck save? It's a deck save DC 16. And they're all going to take 43 damage if they do not save. Oof. Damn. You rolled okay. well on that and then one. Let me, yeah. Let me do the decks for Mr. Crew. Oh, he does not save either. Woo. All right. <laughs> uh, so these bats go up in flames. And they go up in flames. I'm sure that's not the noise a bat makes. It's fine. Bats are endangered species. That's fine. You didn't just like end a bunch of bats. Um, Alabaster takes how much damage? 43. Okay. He looks burnt. He's still alive, but he is doubled over. He looks like, he looks crispy. He looks like a piece of extra crispy vampire chicken. Normally I'd say that deli- that's delicious, but I am terrified. <laughs> All right, who's next? Shadow. All right, smelling that uh, that vampire chicken that's extra tasty crispy. He's going to take another bite into this fellow to see whether he tastes extra tasty crispy good. Avec advantage. All right, go for it. High roll is a 20. 20 is going to hit. Rad. All right, so that's going to do six damage. Finally, in this contest of swipes, he does a what, a bite? Yeah. He 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 bites into his arm and just like puts it's it is bleeding and he you can see him like shaking it off and going Egh! like he does not like the taste. But he and he is again he's he's crispy vampire chicken with blood pouring out but he is he is and he's weak and he's wobbly but he's still standing. And let's see. He is going to try to use one of those actions to swipe at the bear again, because the bear, did the bear move? Did you want him to move at all before? No. He's going to stay in there? All right, he's yeah, going to sway. Because it's the only way he gets flanking, like the advantage, so he had to stay there. All right, does a 22 hit? Yes, it mm. does. Oh, man, is it curtains for this version of Shadow? Is Shadow dead in this reality? Is this nope, dark- nope. Is this, is this the darkest timeline? <laughs> 10 damage. Oh, that's not too bad. This is canonical. He's like, ha! 21. Okay, so he's down 21 points. Okay. It is the bat's turn. Uh, the bats are all dead. Jonathan turned the bats into little flamey barbecue bats. Uh, <laughs> Excellent. They all, there's just ash. Is Bux's turn then? Uh, Bux is, yeah, Bux is gonna, Bux's instructions or his impetus was to go get help because vampires are scary. So he has continued to wing to town. And as soon as he sees someone of a clerical nature, maybe, maybe a super anxious guy. He is going to try. He is going to scratch him <laughs> on the head until he follows him. 
so yeah, Bucks um, has his first action took him out of the graveyard and over the bridge. He swoops in and he actually swoops through a hole in the wood that was boarding up the broken window and uh, he looks down and you kind of get little visions of like um, Newham Lemming is just sitting on on a pew rocking back and forth he's going I'm nauseous I'm nauseous I'm nauseous oh god oh they've been gone oh god no and uh, is Mariah anywhere <laughs> uh, Mariah is uh, sitting there like patting him she's like it's it's okay. I know you. He's like you. You told me you were nauseous a full thirty-five minutes ago. I I don't need a second by second update. And they both look up as uh, Bucks comes in and just like kind of lands on his head. He's like, oh god, what was that? Oh god! And, Mar- and Mariah's like, um, it's the it's the owl. It's the the owl that that was was with. Where is you're the owl? You're the friend of the guy that Buck does starts nodding. What? <laughs> are they back? Do they have Father Harvey? It's been a while. He, he owl shrugs. It's like, uh, and he kind of goes, he takes his wing and says, and does a come on, flies up and starts hovering by the door. Well, the owl had the appropriate reaction to things dying earlier, so I kind of trust it. Come on, Newham, you're going to be useful for a change and she he goes oh no i don't think i sh- i really don't think i oh i don't wanna i don't wanna and she grabs him by the arm and i'm sure you've noticed his voice changes every time because i always forget it um and they <laughs> they dash uh they dash out the door and follow bucks and that's that's all bucks gets on that turn who's next Excellent. all right carlton's turn all right i got my arms around shadow i'm going to pull him five feet away does he resist i that's a that's a call for travancore Travancore, does Shadow resist me pulling him away? Um, since you hugged him, I think Shadow gets the feeling that uh, you're back to normal, so he's not going to resist. All right, so he's he's now five feet away, and he can't take its forced movement, so he can't swipe at you. And then I let go, I come around, and I pull out my uh, halberd, and I'm going to go to. I'm I'm mad. This guy promised me wine <laughs> and everything, and so you're just like all the others. <laughs> uh, do we have advantage if we're attacking something in the circle or no? Uh, no, he just has disadvantage attacking anything outside. All right. All right. I think an 11 will miss. Yeah, 11's going to miss. All right. Second attack. Uh, does a 15? Yeah, 15 actually just hit. All right. Uh, do you need me to separate the damage types? Um, yes, actually you do. Okay. So it's going to be 15 magical slashing. Okay. And then four necrotic. All right. So, how how do you want to do this? And yay! <laughs> I was afraid that necrotic was going to get us, but yay! No, he had seven hit points left. So I look at him, and I get I pull Shadow Bear out, uh, Shadow out of the way, and I really angry, like he's wailing on my. He thought he made me think that he was my friend, and then it was all a lie, and I don't have a lot of friends in this world. And one of them is Bear Buddy, and he was hurting Bear Buddy. So I pull Bear Buddy out. I run around the circle, expecting uh, Liz to yell at me for no running, as if it were like a pool. <laughs> she does no, it. No, no, come... this is totally acceptable. This is a battlefield. I get this. <laughs> so I, after I let go of Shadow, I grab my halberd from like behind me, and I come, and I just, in a blind rage, swing, and I miss. And I go, oh, no. And I swing it back around, and I, like, 
look him dead in the eyes as it connects, and I'm like, I'm stealing your wine. (laughs) 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 And then I go back into the mausoleum when I see that he falls down, and I go fill my bag with his wine. All right, so he, his head comes off, and his body slumps down backwards, and Travancore, you, uh... Right after, right after, uh, right after Carlton does this, you reach into your quiver, and instead of shooting an arrow, you snap the arrow, you snap the point off the arrow, and you toss it to Carlton, you say, in the heart. And Carlton, the last thing you do, you drop your halberd, you bend down, and you take this wooden stake now, it's no longer an arrow, and you pierce him through the heart, and he turns to ash. Nice. Congratulations, you have defeated Alabaster Crew Vampire. I will run over to Shadow and I will very quickly cast the third level healing word on him so that he gets 15 hit points back. Sweet. Puts him back to 36. Because I was going to cast a high level guiding bolt, but now I can heal Shadow. So, and, and as I touch him, I'll be like, thank you, my friend. I really, I really appreciate that. Hmm. Hmm. And he realizes you, you can't. Um, and as you guys... Oh, so, but I get it. So you guys uh, pick up Harvey. You want to start walking back to town? Oh, yep. yeah. Yeah. I assume Shadow After goes over and does the thing and like nudges Harvey onto his back. And as you guys are coming over the bridge out of the three souls, Bucks comes pelting, flying as fast as he can, um, followed by Mariah, who, uh, despite being literally half of New Lemming size is booking it um, and is like 30 feet ahead. She is, Bucks has come flying. She's about 20 feet behind Bucks and about 30 feet behind both of them is New Lemmings and he's holding his side. He's going, <gasps> wait, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. Mariah, Mariah, do you have any bolt cutters or anything that can get these chains off, please? Bolt? And she looks at Father Harvey and she looks at you and she goes, Oh my. Um, today? Did you tell them? I think they figured it out, but it's more important right now that we get these chains off. I, I no, can't heal him I, until the, he, until he was loose. Why don't you, bolt cutters? Um, you know, I might, I might have some in the cart. Let's just, let's just get back there. Um, and, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get, yeah, I'll get, um, I've got, yeah, I can take care of it. I got all kinds of stuff, you know. You get all kinds of weird things you carry. And, um, yeah. And so you guys, you guys go on back. She, she, um, takes a key off a chain around her neck. She unlocks the back and you see the tarp that this cart is filled to the brim with turnips. And she kind of like dives in, and she and you see you <laughs> Scrooge see the, McDuck style. The Scrooge McDuck style. She literally goes in the turnips, and you see like you see like a halfling little foot sticking out, and you see like turnips are like, and then like a little hand reaches up, and there's bolt cutters, and she's like, got him, and you hear bottom, and she like she extracts herself, and some turnips fall out, and she's like, oh, it's the least, it's the least I can do. There, I could, I probably have the leverage to do you this, do. and I'll go, I'll take the bolt cutters, and I'll snip. The silver, the chains, and I will put the chains in the bag. And as the last one comes off, I'll come over and I'll immediately cast a healing word on him. Uh, Also at third level, because I've got one more slot left. Might as well. Why not? And you guys kind of like ran. And so like, as you're doing this, like, Newham's like running back. This poor man is like, (gasps) and he's like, Father Harvey, where's my inhaler? (gasps) And so Father Harvey's, oh, 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 o
Liz. Liz. Father Javi, are you... And I, like, cup his face as I cast Healing Word on him, and he gets 13 hit points back. Okay, so he kind of... He sits up and he's like, Liz, Cruz a vampire, he knows, he knows, he knows, he knows, he knows, you we we, you we dispatched him. He's gonna we ki- killed him. He's gonna kill the whole town. No, no, no. You, we, you're okay. We, we killed him. We took care of him. He like looks, looks around. He like looks. He's who, who, who are you? It's a long story. We'll explain. But uh, let's get you inside. You guys like help him in. He goes inside. And he's like, "Is where's the, where, where are the, where are the kids? Are they okay?" And Liz will just look the pups over. Are fine. At Lemmings, right? Le- yeah, Lemmings. <laughs> They're they're in the basement. Wait, were you the only two adults that were over there? Let me just puts a puts a thumb up and he's like, yeah. And Mariah's like, we. I, she's like, I. They went to bed like two hours ago. You're fine. You're whatever. It's fine. She's like, I'm okay. going to bed. I like, don't know. Jonathan, Twenty minutes ago, Jonathan the magic muscular was reaching out for Liz to cast haste, but he's like, oh, okay. I guess we don't need to. Uh-huh. Yeah. I went down there and I took the candy away from them and I told them if they wanted to carve turnips tomorrow, they had to go to sleep right away. Or I'd take the turnips back and charge their parents for the cost, which is probably what I could have done anyway. What Your, your kids, are they're fine. They're all going to turn into little happy wolfy things tomorrow when you bite them. It'll be great. I didn't say that. I don't know that. No one knows that. It's fine. And you guys take a couple minutes and explain him everything that happens. And he goes, yeah. well... If this is true. I owe, I owe you a great, a great debt of gratitude. And I as well. You know, all of a sudden, this all makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, let's start with the debt of money and follow up with uh, the nice brisket and eight-foot eight foot party sub. And uh, he hobbles over to Lockbox and uh, he uh, says, well, you know, uh, I think the, the window can wait a little while. This is more important. Uh, windows come and go, but... What you did was a true service, and he um, he goes inside and he uh, hands you a bag, and it uh, he says uh, Mariah, he and he says uh, he like hands another bag to her, and he's like this should this should cover costs, and she's like ah, Father Harvey, it's yeah no, but yeah cover the cost, um, <laughs> and he uh, Jonathan, you've been the one telling the stories, so he's like, here here you go, um, and you look inside, and uh, there is a uh, hundred and fifty gold in there, so. You've, cool. you've been well compensated. She said, and um, I like to formally, I like to extend an invitation. Mariah, you too. I mean, you know, you don't know, but you know, uh, for the first time, you, I'd like to guys to invite you. Well, I invite you to the festival tomorrow. Um, we'll have a nice brisket. Nice. Yay. And we'll, we'll put you up for the evening and, and make sure that you're, you're safe and well fed. And, uh, it's the least we can do. Now that the monster fight is over, you guys you guys get a good night's sleep. Uh, you sleep in late. You realize this is the Festival of the Moon. No one's there tomorrow. Uh, and you, the next night when you come out, the square is filled with people. They have all been told of your great deed, and they're cheering you. They're buying you drinks. They're handing you party sub. They're handing you plates of brisket. They're telling you you don't eat enough. Eat eat um, uh, there's all a, those jewish werewolves <laughs> these this one little kid werewolf bar mitzvah yeah yep. spooky scary this one little kid comes up to you jonathan and he like tugs on your sleeve and he goes <laughs> and then he smiles and you see like two fangs come out of his mouth he's like i'm a werewolf now 
and you, you realize that they don't discriminate in this town. And <laughs> once his snout grows out, he'll he'll breathe a lot better once he has his full snout. It'll be so oh, much better. No, no, no doubt. Sure. No doubt. Yeah. And you look down, your sleeve is like covered in snot. I, he's all, I, you know what? I'm just like, I pressed to digitate it away and I'm just like, hey there, guy. And I, I rub him on the top of his head. <laughs> and he like smiling and the fangs are out and he's like <sniffs> and he reaches into his pocket he's like I got you some sub and he pulls out like a piece of sub from his pocket <laughs> <laughs> his pocket has amazing pockets <laughs> I want this kid's pockets and Liz you come up and you're like oh oh sweetie and you just kind of corral him away from Jonathan but you guys you uh you party um, you have a wonderful night. You watch Father Harvey conduct the ceremony of the moon. You watch all these kids, some of them breathing heavily, uh, swear to uphold the values of the community uh, and be of service to their fellow man um, and to never, ever use their powers to harm another uh, another creature as long as that creature means them no harm in return um and it's it's beautiful and wonderful and they sing songs and there's music and you are uh entrusted with this town secret um for the rest of your lives and uh as the party fades you guys all go back to bed and that is the spooky scary halloween special yay I can't you, took, you took a novelty song with 30 rock and you made it into a whole adventure i listened song on repeat for two hours okay yeah no i played it for my daughter oh i was just really hoping you guys would get it i i got it last week but i wasn't no for 100 sure until like okay silver change got it got yeah, it and then all I the names harvey lemmings liz yeah i i don't watch 30 rock but yeah i i know stories so that that was fun yeah so here's a fun <laughs> fact um, I just assumed you'd look at the cool weird door and go, this is strange, let's figure this out. And I was like, oh, they're gonna go upstairs. Um, shit. <laughs> this Welcome is, to D&D. This yeah. is what happens when, when me as a player and me as a character have to go to war with each other because me as a player definitely want to go through that door but i took a second and thought about liz and liz honestly was just like, well no of course there's nothing going on behind that door except for like the town's treasure we're not gonna go in there let's get the fuck out of here and go find father <laughs> that and, right. and the thing is that made sense like jonathan yep. the magic muscular is not a brigand and if this is like if this was town hall or the mayor's house and this was literally the wealth and like and riches of this town he's not gonna take it so that that appealed to Jonathan the Magic Muscular's like sense of okay yeah yeah I'm not gonna do that. The greatest <laughs> relief in my life, Travancore, is when you were like, I need this bear to smell out Father Harvey, and I was like, as long as you got over a ten, I was gonna give you everything to get back in there. I was like, fourteen, fuck it, don't care. I'm whatever he 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 smells Father Harvey, and then the fact that you let the bear speak. Oh my god, that was the most amazing thing that I think has ever happened. And uh, she also had a separate werewolf character sheet that if she chose at any time, she could turn into the werewolf and attack as that. 
But I knew I wasn't going to be able to cast spells and I was trying to keep this the secret. And I took and that's why I took a magic circle because I figured I might have to protect these kids. So I'd put them in the magic circle from whatever was attacking them. And then when Carlton got charmed, I'm like, well, I don't have greater restoration. I don't know if I've got anything like dispel magic won't work. All this stuff won't work. And then I looked at magic circle and I went, oh. <gasps> It's the best thing ever of all time, and I can't believe that it worked, and I'm so happy. Yay! So, I thought you were going to put me on timeout, because I would be easier to fail those saves. <laughs> well, no, I be couldn't like, have picked you. Let's not deal with so, the barbarian. Jules, why don't you and I later on talk about, because what, what we'll do is we'll consider this future canon, and oh. I'll give you guys, we'll give you guys experience. Yeah. We'll okay. do, how about we'll do that? Yeah, that sounds good. I like Because I like had written down all the experience points you would get. Like I have the 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 sheet for each of the the um do you get fifty XP for all the per so I'll say thing. we'll say at some point this will be another future canon thing it'll probably happen pretty soon also you guys got teleported out and did this if only because some of the RP of like the bear being able to finally oh, speak and stuff yeah. I want that to happen so that was so beautiful. we'll talk about that experience and I'll bank that and when it happens when these things happen you'll get that experience okay. sounds good. But next week, we're back to our regular game. Got it. This was really fun. Thank you guys for doing this and staying up a little extra late. You did a great job, Jules. Yeah, good job, Jules. Thanks for listening to our adventure. Follow us on Twitter at Dungeon Drunks or find us online at www.dungeondrunks.com and see you next encounter. Welcome back to... Wait, where am I? What's this? Josh, we need you to record this promo clip. Blah, blah, blah. You better do a good job or we are quitting your BS curse of straw nonsense. Well, uh, I'm not quite sure how to take that, but hey, everybody. I'm the current DM for Taking Initiative, a D&D 5e podcast. We're a bunch of goofs that love the game and wanted to share our play style at the table while still delivering a story you can enjoy and follow, even if you've never played the game before. We're Taking Initiative wherever you get your podcasts, or you can go to thespark.network for all other info. A cassette tape? Montage for promo. A cassette tape, really? Kent, just the man I was looking for. I'm so clumsy today. (laughs) I'm going to tie the pants around his head so that he can't speak or see. It's our scene, Kent. It's our scene, Kent. Halflings in particular, small, Mm. ugly, children-looking motherfuckers like yourself. (laughs) (laughs) They weren't exciting, but they were mine. They were my people. And now they're mine.